Peace, peace, peace. Yes, sir. You are now in tune to Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, A-Level. Yep, yep. We are recording live at the Anchor Podcast Lab in New York City. Shout out to the good people over here for the opportunity to have a space. A-Level, what's good, man? We, we're back. What up, 2019. Though? We're back up in the building. 2019 is the Out the Box podcast relaunch, you know. Word. On some super, super stuff, you know what I'm saying? We got great things going on here. Uh, we in the podcast lab, you know, down in um, Lower West Side, and we about to do it. Word, word, word. So, I mean, we got a lot of things to talk about. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you back in the chair. Um, so much has been going on in 2019. I've been going strong. We've been going strong with Out the Box Radio. Um, but I just want to thank all the listeners that have supported us all throughout the years. Yes, sir. You know, with the TV show, the shout radio out, show. Shout out to Chad, all of our um, faithful Word. listeners that uh, support us on the group. Facebook group. Hip hop thinks out the box. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out to Charlie T um, Taylor, by the way. Word. You know, my man from uh, Fifth Element Magazine. Big up. No doubt, you know? no doubt. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like exciting to be in this seat. You know, because I it's something we've been I've been plotting for a minute, right? Like to really get back into a studio space and really do this. Some things I want to talk about, you know, I really want to start off the show by explaining what the purpose of Out the Box Talks is, right? And what the whole movement is with Out the Box Radio. Like, for years, you know, we've been supporting music that people don't get a chance to hear much, right. especially in the underground hip-hop scene. And I'm particularly passionate about giving that voice to those artists, particularly in the indie scene that's putting music out that's creative, that's conscious, that's thought-provoking, that just, you know, uplifts people in general. And I feel like a lot of artists don't get that support. You know what I'm saying? A lot, particularly in the underground. Not you know what I'm saying? So with Out the Box, whether it be Out the Box Radio or Out the Box Talks, you know, the focus is to be able to give those artists that platform to promote them and get people to know more about them. You know what I mean? So what's your, what's your thoughts on that, man? My thoughts is pretty much the same. Uh, it's always has been. Um, back when I was just listening to radio, when I was coming up as a young lad, I mean, you know, you had Mayhem and Sunset, you had um, Stretch and Barbito, all of those venues that we used to have to be able to expose talent from the farm level, right? where people would get exposed to this talent at such a raw level. And then eventually it would just, you know, cross over into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. That system kind of died out somewhere after 95, you know what I mean? And, you know, now you have to be more of a hungry searcher, so to speak, you know what I mean? But still there aren't enough platforms that really give exposure to the artist that is putting out quality music, right. quality integrity in their stuff. So, um, you know, I feel platforms like this is needed, mm. you know, and um, I'm, I'm really excited about it because, you know, I've, I, I came aboard with you with you on this thing, I mean, like 
was it, like five, six, seven years ago. It's been now. a while, man. Like how, 2009, how man. We, 2009. We talking about a decade, you know what I'm saying? Ten years. So, you, know, woo, you know what I mean? This is this is actually the 10th anniversary, you know, wow. that, that we're doing right now. This is celebrating 10 years of um, everything that we've been through. You know, coming up to this, I mean, we need to have a show just on stories. You know what I'm and saying? And you know what's so crazy when you say that, man? I, I just remember launching a lot of the things that I launched. So whether it would be Out the Box TV or the podcast, like Out the Box Radio, it's usually being it usually gets launched in the in the month of February, right? Which is crazy thinking about it now. You that know what I mean? Happening. So it's been a synchronicity happening with launches yes. with Out the Box. Yeah, this is, Where, this is definitely divine thing that that's happening right now and i'm so blessed in being a part of this you know that you've allowed me to come aboard and be a part of this stuff you know what i'm saying i really appreciate you man man i'm blessed to have you for (laughs) real for real so yeah i mean you know it's a topic that we're gonna talk about more often here on out the box talks but i mean i definitely want folks who may not know about us to check out the radio station it's a in uh Internet-based radio station is 24-7. Um, it's called Out the Box Radio. And you can find it on TuneIn. You can find you can find it on you can go to my website, do the website outtheboxmedia.com slash out the box radio, or just go to outtheboxmedia.com and you can you know click on the radio link and you can listen to independent, thought-provoking uh hip hop. You know, um, all throughout the day. We also play soul music as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's an emphasis on music that's creative or thought-provoking. So you're going to hear that. Um, and that's big for me, you know. And what I want to do with the show is try to incorporate more artists that um, are on that level. You know what I'm saying? And more, more, more people that's doing major things in the community connecting to hip-hop. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said they, you, you got a lot of things that's happening, a lot of dope things that are happening out there, but they're not getting enough exposure. Right. You know, and um, it's our job as um as, as as entertainment professionals, you know, media professionals, to get that out there to the people. Indeed. You know, there's dope things that's, that that are still happening out there. You know. Definitely, definitely. So, um, moving right along. To the next topic, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we recently had the Grammy Awards. Boy, um, did you get a chance to check it out? Nah, not really, man. I was putting my daughters to sleep during that time. Right, and, right. You know, the Grammys is always it, it, it. It's been what it always has been. I mean, recently, you know, you know they they they've actually shown some more focus on hip hop and them having a board mm-hmm. and stuff like that now. I believe, you know, Premier sits on the board like Yeah, I feel like Ninth is involved yeah. as well too. Yeah. Ninth Wonder. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like I was like, okay, well, maybe they're trying to actually, you know, be real authentic about hip hop this time around and not just have it, you know, cover from a mainstream standpoint and just say, you know, well, you know, just throw whoever in there. So people yeah. that actually have its integrity at heart. But as of recently, I know I, I read something on the um, actually on the out the box um out the box um page, and it says something with regards to um, Kendrick Lamar, um, Drake, and I believe who else? Uh, I believe it was Childish Cam 
Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. All of them said that they would not perform at the Grammy. So that was an eye opener for me. Right, right, you right. Know? Yeah, I read that too. But what I was curious to know is like, I didn't find out the reason. Mm-hmm. But I do know that Drake, when he won his award, because he won um, an award, I think it was for, I feel like it was for Rap Song of the Year. Let me just check. But yeah, when he won his award, he came out and he said something to the to the to the um he basically in his acceptance speech he said that for those of y'all out there that if you're if 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 people are out there singing your song, then you've already won. You don't need this. Mm. And like right after he got cut off, wow. the mic got cut. So they saying that wow. you know they might have tried to pull the plug on him because they don't want people, you know, thinking that they don't mm. need the Grammys. You know what I mean? Yikes. So he's one of the artists, like you said, that decided not to perform. You know, but this been happening with the Grammys which as of pretty, late, which is pretty huge for an artist like Drake to say that. You know, I mean, you're a pop star, bro. Mm. And for you to be doing that in a pop venue, you know, like the Grammys, Word. something as prestigious as, as the Grammys, mm. to say that on that platform is big. Yeah. You know, and my question is like, you know, I would like to really ask him why, what was his, you know, process, thought process behind him saying something like that. Right, You know, because right. you, you could be risking a lot. Right. You really could be risking a lot. And right. I think that's huge whenever I see big stars like that you know, mega stars, you know, taking one for the team, so to speak. You right. know what I'm saying? You know, and I, honestly, in my opinion, I really feel like that's a real give back. Yeah. That's a give back to the community. Not a turkey, not a, what you know, you know, giving money and this like that to the homeless and all that stuff. That's great, mm-hmm. you know, but something with regards to integrity and saying like, listen, you know, if this is what you want to do, do it because this is who you are. Right, right. Not because you're trying to sell out for this and sell out for that, you know. So yeah. I just thought that was dope, you know, I, I, for him to do something like that and be big. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, I'm trying to see here, like, we're, we're, yeah, he won best rap song for Drake, um, for God's Plan. Um, mm. So, like I said, this this has been happening with the Grammys, right? Like, we see these little protests happening. Um, and let me just let me just say this, like, I didn't watch the awards, but I looked at who won, mm-hmm. and um, I saw that Cardi B won for Best Rap Album, and it's supposed to be the first female to win in that category as a solo artist. So, you know, I mean, how you feel about that? I, I don't care about Cardi <laughs> B at all. I, I could really care less about Cardi B. Um, no offense to her, but, you know... It really doesn't matter to me, yeah. you know. You know where I'm at on on that. Where you know, I, I hit she's from the Bronx, she's from my home, from my whole town too. But it's like you know, ah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I wanted to throw that out. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Cardi either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's it's good. I mean, for her to win as a as a first female, that's the only thing I see that's um a big recognition for me. But when I looked at the nominations for the best rap album of the year, I wasn't really too fond of it. I really wanted Nipsey Hussle to win for Victory Lap. Who else was uh, the categories up there? Uh, it was Mac Miller. Uh, it was Nipsey Hussle. It was, of course, Cardi B, uh, Pusha T, and I believe Travis Scott. 
So Pusha T push had the Daytona album. Wow. Pusha didn't win. Wow. Um, you know it is what it is, man. <laughs> like I feel you. Like me personally, when it comes to the Grammys, like I feel like, like we like we said, we've been seeing this this surge, this protest happening little by little with it. I really feel like hip hop. Like if all the hip hop artists decided, yo, I ain't rocking with that no more. I'm gonna start my own award show, and they get the support. Like everybody is in, we might could get the recognition we want as far as hip hop is concerned. But I mean, outside of that, I guess what Ninth is doing and what Primo is doing, I think is helpful. But Man. the Grammys is gonna be what it it's, is. The Grammys are the Grammys, regardless. You know, they're still gonna have the final say in what gets put out there. Mm -hmm. And you know, for me, I really feel as though the reason why the music is it, it is the way today. It's a real systemic thing that just dates all the way back when. But that's a that's a topic of for for another show. Right. You right. Know? Um, yeah. It, it, it it's an even deeper issue. You know, the reason why things are the way they are, and why certain artists can't really make. You know, get the same shine that another artist gets. Definitely, you know? definitely. Yeah, I want to definitely um, recognize some of the other artists that won too. Like, um, I think Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Like, mm -hmm. I think his one was. Um, this is America was pretty. Yeah, great, that he won. He won like three awards for that. He won Song of the Year, Record of the Year, Record of the Year, and Video of the Year. So I think that's definitely well deserved. That that record definitely had a, a powerful message that I feel a lot of people were checking for. Yeah. Yeah. Childish Gambino is, a, um, he's a triple threat. Yeah. He's a really triple threat dude all the way. You know, much respect to him, you know, for, for him being who he is and just, you know, really just just being unique. Yeah. And this is another thing that's, that's, that's really lacking in, in today's music. Everybody's trying to sound like each other. <laughs> Everybody's trying to sound like each other. I don't know them days, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm from a time where, you know, I'm I'm the sheriff and biting is illegal. Right, you right, know right, right. Like, and, you know, it wasn't a cool thing to be going pop back in the days. Right, you right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? That's, right. what, that's what made hip-hop so raw. So raw, yeah. I mean, yeah, people definitely. always talk about the golden age and the golden era, but the reason why it was so golden was because it followed that golden principle, right? Mm. And that golden principle was stay true to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah is about to be the best. It's about to get five mics in the sauce, not to not to get five million records sold. You know mm. what I mean? And we let go of that. Somewhere along the line, we just let go of that. And now things are the way they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I mean... <sighs> but I love, I love the fact that these artists are doing that because it lets me know that something is kind of... Something is starting. Right, something right. is happening. Right, something is moving in a more positive direction where we can actually, we the people, can take the music back. Definitely, take the integrity of the music back, like we should have held on to it. You know, this way, that could be good for our kids and our children. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like this is something that we built. Yeah, you know, and we're giving it to you to take care of. You know, right, right. I I, I feel that. I definitely feel that. Um. On the note of Cardi B winning, I did. I definitely had to say this. Like, um, I feel like the woman. The, not to take anything away from her, but like last year, Rhapsody got nominated for Album of the Year. I mean, right. Rap Album of the Year right. for Layla's Wisdom, and I thought that to me would have been more of a worthy hip hop win. 
but I'm a purist to some degree. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I, I would just be rooting for Rhapsody. I got love for her. I've interviewed, you know, I've interviewed her on Out the Box Radio. And I just think, besides me interviewing her, she's just a dope artist all around. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it is what it is with the Grammys, man. Yeah. You know? So this is what we're going to do, man. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Um, again, this is Out the Box Talks. We are broadcasting at the Anchor Podcast Lab. Shout out to the good people at, at Anchor. Um, check us out on Out the Box Radio 24-7. Our station is on Live 365. So if you go to live365.com, you can go in the search box and type in Out the Box Radio. You can catch us there. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk to you a little bit more. All right, so we back. You are listening to Out the Box Talks on Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. I got my co-host. What up? You're listening to the South Bronx Finest. It's A-Level, the Flyers. Also, Albert Edward Cannell Jr., the second. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Up in here with my boy, C-R-I to the L. Krill, Out the <laughs> Box, man. Like... So we were talking about the Grammy Awards, and I think that was an interesting convo. But it is February, mm. Black History Month. Sure. And also... Dilla Day. Dilla, Dilla Month, <laughs> Jay Dilla, right? So let's explain to the people who Dilla is, man, because you, you were rocking with Dilla before me. So, Yo, to say the least, you know, Dilla, Jay Dilla, James Yancey... Um, James DeWitt Yancey is a producer's producer. Point blank. Mm. You know, that's probably the reason why you may not really know of him because um, many producers out there are, are fans of him. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about the person who crafted the light, you know, for Common, who crafted uh, Didn't You Know for Erica Badu, mm -hmm. um, Breathe and Stop, uh, Vibrant Thing. That's all him. All of that stuff that you heard, most of it, you know, from the Uma. Mm -hmm. That's really how I, 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 you know, I became more familiar with Jay Dilla mm -hmm. uh, through the Uma, you mm -hmm. know, and that was the that's a productive production collective of Q-Tip, Ali Shahi Muhammad, and JD, mm -hmm. and that's the name that he was referred to at the time. It was JD. Right. It wasn't always Jay Dilla. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is because you know there was also another JD. You know, in the um, so so in the game at the time was so so deaf, and he used to refer to himself as JD. Jermaine so you know, Dupree. two JDs can't be in the same room at the same time. And obviously, Jermaine Dupree was what up to Jermaine Dupree. By the way, was was more of the popular guy at the time. Mm -hmm. So he went off with the the moniker uh, Jay Dilla. You know what I'm saying? So um, my first my first real experience with him was um. Of course, I heard the, uh, the when, when I when I was blown away by him when I just heard there were some important albums that came out during the period of 1996, mm. um, and that would be Stakes Is High, mm. De La Soul, classic album, Young Heads out there if you're listening right now and if you're looking for for some dope hip hop to go up, um, get that album, The Stakes Is High, and of course it's um, now right now I'm, I'm I'm having a brain fart right now I'm just trying to remember the song. Um, that he goes, yeah, stakes is high. Mm. The title track. Mm. Um, um, when I heard that song, I was just like, wow. I was like, who did that? But then when I get got into um, 
a Tribe Called Quest Beats, Rhymes, and Life album. And I was just like, you know, this album is a little different than Midnight Marauders. Mm. It's different, you know. It's It was already progressively getting in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I know Q-Tip is a dope producer, but, you know, by the time I heard Get a Hold, I was like, yo, this sound is just crazy. I'm mm. like, who is behind this music? Mm-hmm. But I never really paid that much attention to, you know, who really crafted that because it all just, just said Uma. Mm. It didn't say no individual producers. Mm-hmm. But it came to find out that later on that, you know, JD was producing a bulk, a majority of everything that the Uma was putting out. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? I used to think that that, that Ali Shahi Muhammad was the producer. Right, right, right. <laughs> he was the, he was the known dude at that time yeah. through Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. So I thought, you know, since he's the DJ, he's the guy that's doing all the beats, right? But right. he wasn't, you know. So, but my thing when I just really got convinced and I bought into Jay Dilla was a song called "Still Shining" on Busta album, Busta's first album, mm. "The Coming." Wow. And Taking like, it a little bit row, back. Row, row, see my dragon, baby, stop whining. You see my influence still shining, and the way that beat moved, mm. it got to the point where it's just like you know, Buster is already a prolific MC already. Yeah, but the way he was riding and hopping all over these beats, and it was just going like the beat was just bouncing. I was like, I was like, who is this? Mm. So I looked at looked at it. I read the liner notes, and it said. JD for Pay J Productions, wow. On it, and after that, I've been following him. I was following him ever since. After that, and yeah. you know, it just went from one record to the next, and I just became a fanatic. Wow, you know, yo, I I I gotta say, big big props to my brother A Level because he was rocking with Dilla before this wave of everybody jumping on his bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. And he is a true Dilla fan, man. And I, I'm honored to have you, you know, to like just talk about him, man. Like every time I hear you talk about him, it's like, wow, like I didn't realize that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, what, why do you think um, it's important for people to know who Dilla was? Because he passed away. Let me just say that. I didn't say that earlier, but Jay Dilla, legendary producer out of Detroit, Michigan, he passed away some years ago. But his legacy has been strong, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, going back to that question, why why do you think it's important for people to know who he is? It's important to people to know who our legends are. I mean, like what Jay Dilla did for music, to me, and some people might think I'm crazy. I think it's in in comparison to what Miles and Coltrane did for jazz. Mm. You know. He changed music subtly, mm-hmm. whether people realize it or not, not just for hip-hop. He was the first, first person that crafted the whole neo-soul sound without even calling it that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, people talk about D'Angelo and you talk about um, Erica. You can, ask, you can ask both of them because they are soul Aquarian members of which he's down with that group as well too. Mm-hmm. And he was the person that was on the boards. Mm. You know, he... Basically, is uh, you know, the the founding fathers of of, of the that whole neo soul sound. Mm. So wow, you ain't even just hip hop, you know. Right, right. Everything that is that you're hearing right now with you can how, hear the influences. How guys programmed the snare drums. That's another thing that he changed. Mm. You know, he made the snare drums more prominent on loops. He made me want to make beats. You know, of which I went and got a you know 2000 Excel. I mean, he used the 3000, but. 
you know, he made me just really just want to take it even a step further. I mean, Pete Rock was already the God for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was he was that dude for me. So if you are a dude that can surpass that, you know, I was like, wow. I was like, you're 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 just that guy. So um, and even you know, Pete Rock said himself, he he took it to places where I didn't even go. You know, J.D., J. Dilla really, you know, impacted music in a way where it's just like, you know, by the time the, the, the whatchamacallit album came out, Fantastic Volume 2 with Slum Village, and you get to the Coney Gardens track, you know, you're like, what's happening? He wasn't just a dude that was just a beat maker. He just had that soul pocket. Like he knew not he not only just made the beat for you and just say, hey, rhyme to it, mm. you know, he showed you how to perform it. Mm. You know, like, like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm fucking with you. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was like, right. could ask my man T three. I ain't the one. You know, he would just put certain yeah. things in there like no time for active funky, you know. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he's actually using samples to speak, you know. Wow, yeah. And also, too. You see, that you hear that, like, so prevalently in Donuts. He made the music speak. Yeah. That's what producers weren't doing before Yo, him. that's dope. He made the music You talk. didn't need any lyrics over it. It felt like you were listening to, like, this lyrical composition, but just with the beats and the samples and stuff like Guys that. Guys like him and Mad Lib. You know, Word. shout the Madlib by the way. Madlib um, was a guy was the first real true hip hop instrumentalist. Mm. You know, when when he he set it all, he set it in motion with the whole BBE series, barely breaking even records, mm -hmm. and he dropped the Welcome to Detroit album. Mm -hmm. That was his opus, right? As I'm the producer that doesn't need a rapper. I'm the rapper. I'm 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 everything. This is before Kanye, y'all. This is before Kanye, and Kanye can even admit that he stole some 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 drum samples from him as well too. Yeah, Ka Kanye's Kanye's definitely gained inspiration from Dilla, from Madlib. He's worked with them, but that's my problem. And this we're gonna talk, have to talk about this a whole other show. Right. But I feel like, um, you know, these artists that we recognize as like the most popular artists in hip hop. A lot of their inspirations come from the people that we rock with on right. an underground level, right. but these cats never get that shine. They never get that recognition. I'll share it with you since we're on that point. Another great point about this dude, not never mind just his music, but the kind of person that he was mm -hmm. as a human being. You know, I used to always get upset and mad why everybody in the world knows, doesn't know who JD is, Except for me. Mm, I feel you. Why am I the only person that knows how great this guy man, is? Man, I feel you. That's like how you I know? feel with Doom, with MF Doom. Yeah. I mean, like, why? You know, I'm saying it to me, like, maybe like, Jay who? Jay what? Yeah. JD. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jay Dilla. And, and I learned why is because as much as he was concerned with his career and being a, a, a great artist, beat maker, producer, slash rapper, singing, whatever... He cared more about the work than about ambition. Right. Then I give you an example of it because JD was supposed to be on Blueprint 2. Mm. 
It's Whoa. supposed to be on Blueprint too. Wow. I don't know if it was just Blaze or Young Guru that said that, the way I read that somewhere on the website. Um, during the time when that album was being produced, they approached Jay Dilla for some work. Mm. You know, and he was like, yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to definitely give him something. I want to work on that. But I got a dude over here that I'm already working with. Right, right. I Yo. got I to gotta finish what I'm doing with him first. Right, right. I remember I hearing that. that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you refresh my memory now, too. So, you know, I'm like, wow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is that? You know, most guys would have been like, yo, yo, listen, bro, I'm going to put your work on pause over here and let me go rock with, with Jay-Z over here because Word. that's my opportunity right there. If I can get a beat with him the way it happened with Knife Wonder with Threat, uh -huh. you know, imagine what what, what could have happened for, for Jay-Z. Definitely, definitely. He'd have been a household name. But definitely. he wasn't concerned with that. Yeah. So, yo, li listen, man, Um, you just gave us a mouthful, man, like in terms of Jay. We definitely going to have to table this for another discussion because <laughs> we got to, you know, wrap the show up, yep. you know, but it is Black History Month. So I just wanted to quickly recognize we got like two minutes left. Mm -hmm. um, some inventors who made some innovative strides. Right. Um, uh, that black people who made some very innovative strides um, in the past. So um, George or Henry T. Sampson improved the clothes dryer. I didn't know that. I think it's, it's either George or Henry is his name, but T. Sampson is somewhere there. Osborne Dorsey invented the doorknob. Sarah Boone improved the ironing board. Lonnie Johnson invented the super soaker, and that was not too long ago. Really? And Isaac R. Johnson, uh, he invented or innovated what we know as the bicycle frame today. Mm. So just in... The spirit of Black History Month, I want to recognize those great black inventors and innovators. And um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Again, we're going to be streaming on the Out the Box radio station. That's 24-7 Out the Box Radio. Shout out to the people at the Anchor Podcast Lab here in New York. Um, and I look forward to seeing y'all bi-weekly. We're going to be doing this bi-weekly. So we'll have artists. My man, A-Level -Level will be here. Any last words, A-Level? Nothing, man. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned for some more dope quality media. You Word. Know, this is out the box. This is what it has been. You know, we support. Um, it's quality media for quality artists. Word. Point blank. And just like that, we out. Peace.